what makes me happiest? What brings me the most joy? What makes me feel love? What makes me feel amazing? Because we all want to feel those things as often as possible. one person actually make a difference in unifying the entire world? What are some tools I can use to live a life of more freedom? These are just some of the concepts you'll hear about in every episode of See One Beautiful Soul. Welcome to See One Beautiful Soul. Happy Valentine's Day week. This is Barbara Heller. I'm so happy that you decided to tune in today. Today we have the perfect guest for Valentine's Day week. It is none other than Justin Court, who decided to create a love movement. Yes, you heard that correctly. And I don't mean free love like in the 70s. I mean spreading love from your heart to another person's heart, maybe without them even knowing. Head on over to www.spreadlovemovement.co on the interwebs, or if you want to go to the IG or the Instagram, you can find so much beautiful stuff at Spread Love Movement. That's the handle at Spread Love Movement on Instagram. I don't know about you, but recently I've been noticing that during this pandemic, I am finding my newer tribe, my small group, my pod, my family members, my closest friends who just want to show up and stay there and stick around and check in. Maybe you could write me and tell me about one or two people that you talk to every week. Have you noticed that there's been a change in the people that you interact with, even if it's just on Zoom, online, on your phones, versus who you interacted with before the pandemic started? I want to challenge you to reach out to those people who you really love, who have a beautiful part of your heart, and maybe you just haven't made the time to reach out to them. See if you can do it. I promise you, it'll make you feel better. It feels to me like we're in this sort of pandemic fatigue, like we're all just feeling that home sickness of being sick of being at home and we want to just break out. But remember that happiness and peace is not a physical place. It's right where you are and it can meet you exactly where you're at. We've had such a chance to work on our goals, reset our relationships, our relationship with ourself, our relationship with the divine, and really come to terms with what we're doing here on this planet. And I'm fascinated by all of the journeys that I keep seeing both online and in my personal life, people sharing with me these deep, beautiful realizations that perhaps we wouldn't have come to had we just been in the thick of our everyday routine. Clearly something bigger than all of us wanted to shake things up. And I write all about that in my new book, And Then One Day the World Coughed, which you can still pick up on amazon.com. Please join me in my new eight-week course, speakmymagic.com. You can also join me if I'm available for a private coaching. Feel free to reach out to me at info at barbheller.com, both for voiceover coaching and also to get to know your story, figure out the golden nuggets of what it is that you really want to be sharing with the world. And we together can brainstorm how to put that creativity to great use. My guest today is Justin Court. He is an entrepreneur, a visionary, a filmmaker. He's about to launch his own podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to him. If you don't know who the man is behind the spread love movement online, he has a very big online presence. He also has a wonderful apparel shop that's online and it 
all the shirts say something along the lines of spread love. What could be better than that? Wearing that. What if that was your brand to spread love and kindness? How about that? Uh, I think it must be if you're here at C1 Beautiful Soul. Justin Court, it is really great to have you here. I don't know you that well, but I feel like I know you because I can't stop looking at your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. That's the sweet spread, of you to The Spread Love Movement. Um, you can find it at, at Spread Love Movement, right? Exactly, yeah. Where did it all begin? Why do you want to spread love into the world? First off, thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited. You're amazing. You're awesome. Your energy is great. It's like my soul. It's literally this just like inner energy and inner feeling that resonates with me and makes me want to spread love, make a change and just create more happiness in the world. It's really something that is just so in me. And it's something I meditate on uh, a lot in the morning. It really is just who I am at my core, at my soul, at my being. I feel like I'm here to create this sort of a change and to shift the consciousness of the planet to be more peaceful and happy and loving. I was raised Catholic and I went to Catholic church and Catholic school until college. And when I was younger, this feeling's like it's always been there. When I was younger, I had the feeling and desire that I thought I was going to be a priest. The reason why I wanted to and felt the desire to be a priest at that time when I was younger was because when I looked at the priest, I saw him emulating love and him giving good energy and him guiding people and helping people. And that's something that just always, always resonated with me. And then, you know, as time kind of went on, I feel like that faded away a little bit, but it's always been in my soul. Just over the past few years, it's really, really connected with me again. It's just who I am. It really, really is uh, humbly, but, but confidently. I know that I can create change. And I know that I can do these things. And I want everyone to feel the same way about what they're passionate about. Know that you can do it. Feel amazing about yourself and and just feel confident in yourself and have self-love. I know that I can make this impact. And I'm just really excited to to be in the journey of doing that. I feel like I generate incredible energy from my seat. I feel the same way with Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's so calm. Tony Robbins, when you walk out of there, you're like, oh my God, you're like at a concert, you know, and it's amazing. (laughs) It's a different feeling when someone like you put it so well confidently, but humbly. It's, you know, I kind of look at Moses like that Judeo-Christian, you know, Islamic Bibles tradition. There was this guy knew what he had to do. And and that's in multiple traditions. We have Siddhartha, we have Muhammad, we have Jesus. These are people who were very confident in their message. And they just believe that they were sent to to share it. And it's like, I mean, I'm not going to put you on the same pedestal as like (laughs) this prophet, but it is kind of a prophecy. And so when did it all happen for you? When was the moment where you were like, this is my mission and the world needs it? I want to know when it happened and why. So I feel like it's been something that happened kind of gradually. There really wasn't like this one moment where I'm like, okay, like this is what I'm doing. But it, it really kind of, so again, right, I talked about that when I was younger, I had that feeling and then I feel like it drifted away a little bit, but it was always there and then really fully came back when I, when I met my fiance. I'm so grateful for her and, and the love that we have. Mm-hmm. And when we first met each other, we went on our first date and then literally hung out every single day after that first date. Like we were inseparable. The connection was incredible. I never felt a love like that before in my life ever. Like didn't even know that that type of love existed and that type of energy existed. So in just being with her and just feeling such immense love and joy all the time, it just put me on a, you know, a higher state of being vibrationally, really just on a higher level that and feeling just so good all the time. It just opened my heart and opened my mind. 
back to this and back to this idea and back to the awakening of why I feel like I'm here. So it's really love that created me to push out more love, right? And I really do feel like, you know, what you give into the universe is what you get back. In points in my life, I have given a lot of love. And, and again, gratefully, I, I got that from her. And she really just opened my mind and my heart in such an incredible way, really helped me go back onto this path. And it just feels right. I think, and I meditate on this too. It's like, okay, like what makes me happiest? What brings me the most joy? What makes me feel love? What makes me feel amazing? Because we all want to feel those things as often as possible. And what brings me those incredible feelings are when I am pushing out love. It's when I'm being kind to someone or when I'm helping someone or when I'm showing somebody love. Those give me the best feelings in the world. And I really sat and thought on this for a while. I'm like, in doing this, that makes me the happiest. That brings me the most joy. That makes me feel the most amazing. Getting into meditation uh, and things like that, doing yoga, just awoke it more and more out of me, put me into where I am today. I thought for sure you were going to say, well, I was really depressed. And that's most people's story when something huge, like a huge light pours out when there's a lot of darkness. Yeah, so right. You didn't have anything like that. Like I'm fishing now, but like there's no big forgiveness story or something terrible, drastic that happened to you. I'll be vulnerable. When I was younger, I had the worst temper of anybody I'd ever known. And I don't say that to embellish the story. I had the worst temper of anybody. I would just, you know, I had this anger and this negativity in me and I would just explode in moments. And, you know, normally I was still this loving, kind person. I got along with a lot of people, but the temper and the anger, it, it lived there. I know this to be true, that being this far to this one side of anger and negativity, realizing that's just not where I want to be, right? So it took me a lot of times of failing at that and getting a temper and, and exploding and then feeling regret and remorse and all these feelings I didn't want to feel, you know, the next day or immediately after. And I was like, okay, this is just like, this isn't for me. This is not who I want to be. This is not how I want to act. This is not how I want to show myself to the world. And it's not how I want to treat people. And then I think, you know, being pulled so far in that direction, realizing and being more conscious of my actions, I really think it shot me in the other direction, just being more aware of it and really realizing I wanted to, to change that. And I'm grateful that I had a bad temper when I was younger, because I, I honestly don't think if I didn't have that, I don't think I would be where I am right now. So I think in that awareness and awakening made me really realize this is the path that, that I really wanted to go. Was there a specific incident that happened where you were like, oh my God, I went too far. Like I, I really yelled at somebody or, you know, you don't have to get into it too much, but I'm just curious because sometimes like I know there was a moment for me when I was in high school. I'll never forget this. I'm sure every older, are you an older sibling? I'm the youngest actually. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So yeah, usually the tempers are like the oldest or the youngest, but out of how many, how many so I have, um, I, so I have a, I have a pretty big family, which is You're awesome. You're Italian Catholic. Let's go. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, my parents were each married before they got married. Wow. So I have a half sister who's older than me on my dad's side. And then a half brother and a half sister on my mom's side who are both older than me. Um, and then my brother who is, I mean, I, I just to, um, just to kind of be more specific, he's my full brother. Right. And he's about not even two years older than me, but That's I close. love them. Like twins. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sure you love them all. Yeah. But yeah, was there something, because I know for me, I remember the first time I drove my sister to high school. I was a senior. She was a freshman. And everyone thinks that she's older than me because she's like married, kids, super successful and taller. Uh, anyway, um, but I would drive her to, to school. And I remember she got out of the car. I could cry thinking about this. And she walked into the building and I 
just felt so protective. She's about to go into this like jail of, you know what I mean? Like high school kids are awful. I'm watching her walk in through the halls and I went, I was a tormentor to her, you know, up until right this second. And I never, ever yelled at her again, not one time. And that like, it was like the next day or the day after I felt comfortable enough. And I was like driving her. I'm like, just so you know, like, I'm really sorry that I was like, I remember the moment because I said it in that voice. Like I'm a senior and I'm really awesome, but like, I'm really sorry. I was rude to you. It was crazy. And I've never looked back, but I remember being the prima donna older child who got these accolades and I was so used to getting my way and the world hit me hard. And for me, I can relate to that transition where I was like, oh no, your ego does not belong in this dojo, you know, like in Karate Kid, does it, Mr. Long? There was no room, you know, more Mr. Miyagi than than, uh, Cobra Kai, but there was no room for my ego. So I love that because you really don't have a trace of it. You seem so humble. Actually, my first guest, Azim Kamisa, he talked about having an ego before um, his son got killed and everything changed for him in that moment. And he had to forgive the murderer. And it was like, and now they speak all over the world and he should totally be on your show. It's, it's so cool to me when people come on, they're like, oh, I actually had to forgive myself or I had to overcome myself, not another tormentor. So is that your story, would you say? Yeah, I'm a firm believer in not competition with anybody. There's, there's nothing to overcome besides your ego and yourself, really. If you can find peace in that and you can overcome your ego, I mean, I think anything is is truly possible. And, um, you know, I think really with the temper, it helped me bring my awareness to myself and it helped me bring my awareness inward before I ever practiced meditation, before I ever did yoga. I didn't even know I was doing it at the time. It was just this big thing, you know, this big, really big thing in my life. I didn't want any more that I had to look at myself inward. I, I had to do those things. I had no other choice because... I just wasn't happy, you know, in that way. And, and there wasn't just one defining moment of it. It wasn't like, oh my God, okay, this is like, this is now, this is it. I, I have to change. <laughs> it was just continually, you know, it would happen. And then it would happen again. And then I would try to work on myself. It's like, okay, bring your awareness. You know, when the temper comes, like, what can you do to make a change? And it took years. This wasn't something at all that, you know, I decided one day I'm going to change and I instantly changed. It, right. it took a lot of years and it, it took a lot of just self-work and, and practice. When we get to work on ourselves and no matter how long it takes, the journey is, is the best part. And then, you know, when you get to a certain spot and you see how far you've come, all that hard work is just so incredibly worth it. Yeah. Yeah. There is something to the idea that no, actually the good stuff in life, it actually takes hard work. I know that a lot of gurus and, you know, these new self-help people are saying like, it should just be easy, whatever you love. It should just be easy. It's like, yes, the love of it should be easy, mm-hmm. but the actual work and the craft, like I've been studying voice since I was nine years old. And I just put out a video yesterday on Instagram where I'm like, Aah! like I'm imitating Adina Menzel. And I was like, wow, it sounds so much better this year than it did last year. I didn't realize I had the capability capacity after 20 something years getting better and all those things that you put in the little effort over time, mm-hmm. even if you stop for a while and you go back, there is something really beautiful. And what's the best email that you ever got from your page, the spread love movement, by the way, if you guys haven't been to his Instagram page, you do your soul a favor, go 
there and just poke around for a little while and watch and cry and enjoy. I think I had seen you before, not you, because it's not you. It's not even about you. You're literally just a magic mirror for all these people, which is so awesome. That's a good catch line, by the way. I'm a magic mirror. That's what I say <laughs> to my students. You interviewed a, a guy who works at a fast food joint and well, you didn't. I thought it was you, even though it could have been you. Because, um, you know, you and I both do these, like, I do Barbie on the street and, like, you do Justin on the street. And you just, like, go up to people and ask them amazing questions. Like, how are you feeling today? And you look amazing. How, how did you get out of bed? So rare and so beautiful. Whenever I stop people, I think because I come from, like, a very genuine place, they stop and they share space with me. It's not just like, like, they know I'm not going to sell them something. I'm literally just trying to connect. This is all to say, I found this guy on your page. What's your favorite video? What was the best email you ever got back? Yeah, let's start there. Yeah, so for that video, um, it's by a handle. It's called, Are You Happy? Check them out. This guy's awesome. He literally goes around and asks people, are you happy? Which is just a really, to my, to me, a really, really beautiful thing, right? We're so often we're like, how you doing? Good, okay, cool, me too. Which, which really, you know, there's nothing resonating. There's no meaning behind that. And to ask somebody, are you happy? And just to get some real honest answers of why they are or why they aren't is really opening. So he's amazing. Uh, and that's what that video is from. And uh, for for me, I you know I so grateful. Luckily, you know, I, I get a lot of really, really kind and just loving messages. There's not just one specific one, but the overall theme of a lot of the messages that I get are just them being just very thankful and saying that, you know, just thank, thanking me for, you know, putting this out into the world. I hear it all the time that we need this so much more now than ever. You know, and we just need this type of energy and, and just a lot of thanks for that. There's a lot of people who uh, so nice, uh, uh, makes me feel great. People who are, you know, going through a tough time, uh, people who have anxiety or depression and, and they literally thank me for the posts and, and, and the videos because it's given them some light on their darkest day or, you know, brought them out of that depression because they see all the good that's happening in the world. And it gives them inspiration and it gives them good energy. So the responses are always are really beautiful. Um, in terms of the videos too, I honestly, that was, that is one of my favorite videos, the Are You Happy one, because his response is, uh, is amazing. It, yeah, it, it is amazing. It blows my mind. It, it's like, quote unquote, a perfect response in, in the sense that, you know, he's a simple guy. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't need much. And I just love that he talks about us coming together. We talked about this, you know, yesterday about unity and oneness. And he talks about how divided we are. And I just could not agree with that more. We're, you know, I know a lot of people think that too, but we're just, we're so divided right now. And in my mind, where I want the consciousness of, of the planet to be is the exact opposite of where we are right now. Like oneness and togetherness to me is, is everything. And that idea, if that concept is fully embraced by everybody, that will literally change the consciousness of the planet. So I thought it was just really beautiful that he, uh, that he, he had talked about that. Yeah. Uh, do, you think that really, yeah. do you really think it's true that we are divided like that? Or do you think it's a gaze that the media and maybe, you know, people who came before us put on us so that, you know, cause at every, every moment, right. There's the, in Hebrew, we say the Satan or like maybe in Christianity, you'd say the Satan or the de demons in life, it, I, you could just say negative energy, but like yeah. there is like sort of a negative energy that kind of permeates. We all have it just like you maybe have to still fight off that temper wherever there's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of light. There's an impatience about life. 
We all have that, but do you really think that we're, we're actually fighting it? Or do you think it's the fight that we're just used to? So I, I first off, I, I like that you brought up the media. I feel like the media divides us. You know, it, there's, there's unfortunately an agenda there. And I don't think things are as bad as the media makes it out to be. For sure. But I still think that there is division. In the simplest thing, when you're driving your car, somebody cuts you off and you scream and curse at that person, that is division. Things that are in the news and the two sides of our government, I think they push that more than it actually is and they make it seem worse than it actually is. But my goal when I'm trying to manifest and, and really what I visualize is just unconditional love and oneness. Me too. Right. And we're not there yet. And that's okay. We're all a part of the journey. You know, this is this is the path that we're on right now. We're more divided than I would like us to be. To the extent that we give into it, we're, we're more, as we identify, you know, yes. um, there is something messianic. Like I study a lot of Kabbalah and, you know, this like old Jewish wisdom that's, that's for everybody. It's not just for Jews. And it's it, a lot of people are getting into it. It really brings me a lot of peace and joy. And the Hebrew year right now is 5781. And it might seem like it means nothing. And it's just the year. I wasn't there in the year zero. I don't know if it's really 2020 or if it's 50, or, or it's like 7 million. I don't know what the year is, but yep. there's this idea that as we get closer to the year 6,000, then either the Messiah is going to come back or we're going to have a new one. And it, I don't even care who it is. It's all arbitrary stuff to me. I don't actually care about the details of it. But I, I get that there's this weird magnetic pull in the world right now where everybody is kind of discovering their own spirituality and they're not just giving into, I'm going to go to this church and it's going to look like this. And I'm going to go there just because my grandparents went there or my parents and, or, you know, I'm going to borrow from this text that it's like people have to go to yoga and they, they have to meditate. And it's like, it's almost like a have to, not a, well, I should, or, and there's the shoulds are kind of going out the window, which I have a lot to say about that as, as we talked about, I think some of the shoulds are really important, but the other thing is with, along with that positivity of trying to get to know this oneness, this spirituality, this universe, this mm-hmm. force that's beyond all of us, mm-hmm. we, we have ego that gets in the way. Yeah. We really want to be right with a capital R. We really, and I don't mean right or left. We want to be the capital T truth. We want to own it. Because that's human to be like, well, that's my God. That's my book. That's my religion. And one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I welcome all of it. I think that as long as you're on a path and you're really sitting with yourself and asking every day for at least a few minutes a day, what, like you do, what's my purpose? How can I be the happiest me? What, what am I supposed to give to this world? And why am I here? If you just explore that every day, you will start to get an answer. You may not get it today. You may not get it tomorrow, but you will get it. And I just find it fascinating that along with that beautiful questioning that so many of us are finally doing Mm -hmm. unbridled without these like dogmatic things, we we almost want to be right. Like, no, agnostic is the right way to go because if you're just agnostic, then come to this meditation session because, you know, we embrace this, this, and this, and not that it's like, we're not, and I'm so sick of it. Like, I don't, (laughs) can't, can't we all just get along? Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I'm a, and this is something that I'm really trying to practice and, and become more aware of is that we should just, whoever you are, lead by example, right? Don't say, even my views, I never want to say, you should do this. What I'm doing is right. This is the right way. Your way is wrong. <laughs> it's like, let me just be who I am and those views and beliefs that I have. Let me 
bring those to the world. And then whoever takes notice, whoever sees them, they can make their own decisions about what they want to do and, and, and who they want to be. Because the whole, I'm right, you're wrong, do it this way. I just don't think it works. It's not a constructive way to achieve those things. And I really do think the best way to do it is just to be you, to be yourself, to act in that way. And people will resonate to you. Be the light that you want to exactly. see. Be the change. Right. Exactly. And people will come in their own time. Everyone is really on their own path. They will get there in their own time. Right. So something that I believe right now, I can't, again, tell someone this is the way, this is the way, because they might not be in a place right now where they're able to understand that. You know, they could hear what I'm saying, but in reality, they're not, they're not really listening. Like they're trying to, but the words don't resonate. The words like literally don't even connect because where they are right now, those words and those, those thoughts aren't penetrating into their reality. Yeah. Right. And then that's okay because we are, we're all on our own path. We're all on our own journey and that's okay. There's so much power in even just like planting a little seed, acting in love and acting in kindness and letting somebody just see, you know, what that looks like. That could be the seed that in 10 years from now, they've gotten to that place and really could have all started just like with that little bit. It's just important to not dictate, to not demand, just be you, show who you are, show the message and the love that you're trying to get out to the world and it will resonate. I agree with that a hundred percent. Go back to where you came from. Note, notice your history, because I believe there, there are no mistakes. If you were born into a certain religion, you know, there were texts that your grandparents left for you or whatever. I just think it's worth exploring. Like there's something really beautiful about the particular areas of Russia that my family came from. I found out that half my family was from this very storytelly, like everything that I am, like, oh, you know, fruity fairy land type of stuff where it's all, it's called Hasidus. It's like very magical, mystical teachings. It's so beautiful. And the other half was from a very lit box. Shabbat starts at this time. You better light the candles and be there on time. And I have learned to embrace both sides of myself. Like I like structure. I like that every morning I have to walk. I have to fast for a certain amount of time. I have to do my prayers. I like to meditate. And if I don't do that, if I miss it, I'm not really the same person. Similarly, if I don't create something every day and and act like a silly girl on Instagram and make jokes and imitate, you know, people like Celine Dion, I, I also have a bad day. Like I have to have both sides. What I'm getting at is I just, there is this push nowadays to just be spiritual, man, you know, just like be in the bank and like start meditating. It's like, well, what if someone steps on your foot or they hit your car? There should be some sort of law so that we're not just hurting each other, but our heart's in the right place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. Talking about meditation. Meditation is one of those things five years ago, if you would have told me to meditate, I would have told you to leave me alone. <laughs> so Italian. Leave me alone, Fugaz. Because I just wasn't there yet. And it was something that I didn't understand what meditation was. No fault to myself. I just wasn't at a point in my life that I hadn't gotten there yet where I understood what that was or understood what that meant or understood the benefits behind. I had to grow on my own. I had to take my own steps in order to get to that place where I understood meditation and I valued it. And it has helped me tremendously. It's also uh, a very scary thing when you haven't done it before because you don't know yeah. what's working. The first time I started doing it, I had panic attacks because... All the stuff from before finally had a chance to be yeah. aired out. And I got to see it. I put, oh my gosh, that happened and that happened. And this is scary. And I have to reckon with that. It's like, whoa, no more running. Running, running, and running. That yeah. lyric by the Black Eyed Peas is so good. And running, mm-hmm. run. we're always doing that. And it's when we take the time to stop and actually sit with what we've been running from. Oh, child. Yeah. I know it can, it can hit you hard. And 
That is something too that it is very difficult, but so many things in life that are difficult have the best rewards. 100%. Right, something like that where you can really sit with it and be in it, it may be tough, but in those moments, you're going to learn how to handle situations like that. Like you have to deal with it and have to face it head on in order to get yourself at a place where you can still feel good. Something bad happened to you and you just ignore it. it that energy is sitting in you yeah. always. Yes, you have to release. Yes, and like once you address it and work on yourself and realize that, you know what, that was a really tough, tough difficult time, but you will be okay. You just, you have to internally work on it to let that go and to, and to release it, like you just said, and, and to move forward. I often ask whatever is coming, what are you here to teach me? And then I let it go. It's like a, a Byron Katie thing where, you know, I just look, whatever it is, whether it's a cold or a toothache, there's always something spiritual. It's like a little wrapped package, you know, yes. God forbid someone hurts their eye. I remember a rabbi once said, well, what do you, how are you looking at things? You know, if something happens on the right side versus the left, it could be that you're giving too much with the right and you need to receive more with the left. There's just so much beauty in actual mm-hmm painful thing. There really is. One of the things that really opened my mind a lot was thank thank goodness for social media and technology. And I would just listen to books or podcasts or videos of successful people. And I just kept seeing it over and over and over again. The quote unquote bad thing that happened in their past was a blessing. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that was awesome. Yeah, no, that was awesome. <laughs> You're and so it, cute. You literally have no ego. You're like, go right ahead. Step right on my words. Just step no, right on them. To me, I get excited that there's another person who who feels the same way. That, that's, that's how cool. I felt when I met you online. I was like, oh my God, this guy <laughs> is doing what I'm He sees one beautiful soul. Me too. Yes. And I want to make, um, I, I've said this before on the show, but I, I need to find a farmer who makes great seeds that I want to send people seeds that say seed one beautiful soul. Now you touched on something before and I've been watching Bridgerton isn't everyone. It's so hard not to watch. It's like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm watching this. Oh my God. I'm really, wow. I'm watching all of this. And it's kind of like love actually where love is the main character and it permeates and just listening to your beautiful story. I mean, I'm a hopeful romantic. And so I really believe my person's out there and I was just taking a really long time, but, <laughs> or maybe I'm taking a long time to, to let him in and surrender, but either way, uh, it's, it's, it is, it has taken a while. And so it just brings me so much joy to hear you say that it was the love that you found between you and your, and your fiance yeah. that <clears throat> started this movement. It's incredible. Um, Sierra Sophia Mercier, who was on a couple episodes ago, you know, she also had that happen where she met her husband, Andre, and it was like, they have not spent much time apart since then. It's like, they're just, they were meant to be, and you can see it in them. It's like being, you know, and she says on the show, just like my rabbi had once said to my sister, when she was getting married, when people look at you, they should believe in love. And I feel like that's everything that you are. So it, it really is a, is about love. Um, and not to be cliche, but what do you have to say about that? Do you see the same love between other couples? And why do you think it's missing? If it is, what's, what, what's, tell me about that. I don't compare our relationship to anyone else. I don't think, Hey, look what we have. What do we have that they don't have? I think what we have is, is, is really special. Really. I just, again, like not even knowing that existed before and having that energy of love come into my life was, was really pretty remarkable. It's tough to say, you know, why maybe, and you know, maybe there are a lot of people who do feel the same exact way that me and her feel towards each other. 
you know, it, it's hard to know the ins and outs of everyone's relationship um, that you just see kind of on, you know, face level. But I just am grateful for what we have. And I hope that there are a lot of people uh, that do feel the same way, not comparing ours to anyone else's. But what makes our love, I think, just so special is that it's really love is love is at the forefront of it. There's no ego involved with us. We just love each other unconditionally. And we don't fight. We have conversations about things. For me, especially coming from where I came from, there's no reason to ever scream and fight. Everything can be discussed and everything can be figured out. If you're genuine and you're coming from a place of love, everything can be figured out and discussed. And that's really a part of it too, just coming from a place of love always, always with her and with each other. Were your parents, are they still married? They, my parents got divorced when I was about three. That could have led to some of the frustration and anger because that's really hard. And I don't yeah. care how young my parents got divorced and I was in my early twenties and my dad left when I was 18. They're like, Oh, thank God you're already 18. It's like, no, I wish they had done it sooner or at least gotten help. Like, yeah. <laughs> like real help. Yeah. Um, because it sucked that entire time that they were. So if like, you know, you were only three years old, it had to be really bad even before that. Yeah. That's a really it- short window. Yeah, it was something I really, really, really struggled with when I was a kid. And, you know, them getting divorced at three, I don't have one memory of my parents living in the same house together or being in love. Um, And just to kind of set this too, I say this about myself, I have the best divorced parents of all time, you know, and that's just me being grateful for the situation. My parents get along extremely well with each other. From the age of maybe 12 or 13 on, for about 10 years, we would go on family vacation with each other every single year. It was amazing. My dad was, you know, my football, basketball, baseball coach. My dad lived, you know, I, I lived with my mom. She had sole custody, but my dad was five minutes away. So, you know, it, it was it was a really tough thing. And I, you know, I, I'm sure that's something to do with my anger and, and, and temper. Uh, and it, it was something I definitely struggled with because at three it's like you kind of know what's going on, but you don't, but you're just confused and you don't really quite understand why your parents aren't in you love and together. It. You feel when they're in love and you feel when they're not. Did totally. they get remarried, each of them? Yeah, neither one of them. So no. do you think there's a chance? You know what? So even now, they, they spend <laughs> a lot. They said they go on vacation. <laughs> I know. And now, I mean, they spend a lot of time with each other. Um, I'm just great. You know what? I'm just grateful for where they are right now. You know, I, I personally don't think they're ever going to get back together. If they did, that's cool. If they don't, that's also cool. That's you know, so I'm just... cute. I've heard stories before where people got remarried a couple of times and then went back to that yeah, other yeah. person because there's something, and it's, it's really not about physical relations. I don't think, I think there's just a soul curriculum, right. For each of us with the people that come into our lives, like I chose the parents I have, even my stepmom, I'm sure that my soul was like, yeah, okay, I'll sign up for that. And it was like, all of these people, my grandmother, my sister, my brother-in-law, like whoever is attached to your tree, you know, that's why I have a tree on C1 Beautiful Soul. We're all, we're all actually on the same tree, but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of with different colored hands, but it's just a matter of like that, those branches that you're like right on that's something you can't control. It's all, whatever you can't choose is all a blessing. And then the choices you make are up to you. But I just find it fascinating that people like damn the things they were given, even when they're hard. It's like, whether they have a disability or they have, you know, and it's, and I, 
can't imagine there's certain things I see. I'm like, I don't know how you're living with that. But at the same time, people could look at my life the same way. And I'd be like, well, you know, like exactly you, you have two choices, you know, like Einstein says, it's all chaos and awful and scary, or it's all a miracle. So I'd way rather walk around thinking this is a miracle, you know, mm-hmm. because then you can flow and then you get to meet people like you. Mm, sweet. There's a, there's like a, a, a picture that I, and a quote that I've seen recently and it is, you know, the image of a successful person and then the image of a not successful person. And the question is asked, it's like, okay, you know, why are you successful? And then the question is also asked, you know, why are you struggling? Why are you not successful? And both answers are my, you know, my, whatever it was, like my parent or my father was an alcoholic. Right. So it's oh, just, got the chills. right. It's like, however you take it. And listen, I'm, my parents weren't alcoholics. I don't know what that's like. I'm not pretending to know what that's like, right. but it's, it's every situation is how you perceive it. It's how you, it's how you act. Yep. Right. Which is a super empowering, amazing thing. It's not like, okay, well, this happened to me and now I'm helpless and there's nothing <laughs> I can do. Yes. Right. Like how much that would, that would stink if that was the world that we, that we lived in. And sometimes people are like, well, I can't do anything about this. And some people struggle with taking responsibility. Uh, I, right. I hope people will, instead of seeing the responsibility or, or, or seeing, um, you know, them being able to make their own decision and go their own way, not as a burden, not as this thing. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's things still happen to me. And that's why I am who I am. It should be empowering that you make your decisions. You go the route that you want to go based on what's happening, but more based on who you are as a person. Yeah. Based on the direction that you want to take things. It's up to you. It's not up to that other person. It's not up to that situation. It is solely up to you. So like breathe that in and take that. And and that responsibility again is, is a good, beautiful, empowering thing because we're not victim at all. 100%. Yesterday, I was having a follow-up conversation with that guy, Rabbi Benji Levine, who mm-hmm. made it onto two episodes because he talked for so long. And who can interrupt the guy? It's like, he's he's 74 years old. Like, he's been around the sages of our generation and even before. Like, he sat on the laps of these, like, Dr. King, Martin Buber. Like, he's amazing. He was privy to all these incredible... Like, there's no way I was going to interrupt him. So, of course, I made two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, I called him to tell him, hey, it's up, you know? And, he, and he's like, I figured it out. I got the emails. And he he went online and I said, you know, I'm having a a little bit of a challenging day. I I don't feel like a success today. And here's what he said back to me. He goes, what are you talking about? You're so successful. And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't made a lot of money yet. I'm like still working on so many things. I only have this many followers. He's like, what are you talking about? You're so successful. You're alive. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You, you have so much to teach. You have so much to learn and you showed up, you're here today. Yep. And it was like, he, he quoted this one line from uh, a Jewish book that I love called ethics of our, of our parents or our fathers. <clears throat> and it says, who is the successful person? One who is happy with their lot in life. Mm-hmm. And it, re- it reminded me of all those old folklore stories that you hear where like, you know, the guy's on the fishing boat and some big corporate guy comes over. Oh, you know, you, you catch fish so easily. Let me get you like, we'll get you set up and we'll make multiple boats and I'll invest in you. And then you'll make millions of dollars and then you'll have this big store and then you'll have this big high rise in New York and you can have this amazing apartment. And he goes, and then what? And he goes, and, and then, and then you can come back here and you can vacation whenever you want. And he's like, 
but I am on vacation. He's already doing that. Right? right. So it's like, and I feel like only in the US, and I could be wrong, it's like you could feel like the biggest success for like coming here and like having a one bedroom apartment with 12 mm-hmm. kids in it, and you made it. You made it out of socialism, communism, what what whatever the ism is that that scared you or wasn't working for you, and feel like you made it. And then the very next day feel like a failure because of someone who's a billionaire that has their name on a building and you see them walk by and you're like, well, it's like the pursuit of happiness. You know, that movie where it's all relative, it's constantly evolving. And don't you have those days? (laughs) Even you? Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. It's all relative and it's all perspective. You could be living in literally a one bedroom somewhere and you can feel more successful, more happy than the billionaire living in their loft at, at the top of a building, you know? So, and that's a beautiful part about life too. And, and I was on another podcast, my buddy, Chris, he's awesome. And he asked me like, what does it mean to you to be successful? You know, what I'm trying to push out to the world is for me, at least what makes me successful, that meaning is, is happiness, is joy. It's feeling love. It's again, you could be the wealthiest person in the world and feel the least successful or feel the most unhappy. What he said to you is perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Honestly, who cares if you, and I'm not saying to you personally, but like in life, like who cares how much money and I have goals of making a lot of money, you know, and and making a lot of money, being able to donate and be able to give a lot of that as well. But it's like, to me, success isn't money. Success is, is your happiness. And it's not based on the amount of money that you made or your job title. It's based on internally how you feel. Well, that's so weird that you just said that because I was about to bring it back to feelings and I wanted to tell you. So later on, we talk on WhatsApp because he's in Israel, Israel time. And I I looked at my phone and he had already gone to sleep, but he sent me a little voice message. And this is the message. Ready? Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. And I, he kind of accentuated the word feeling, or maybe I was just listening for it. Yep. But if you have a wonderful feeling, guess what you're going to have? <laughs> a really wonderful day and yes. a really wonderful life. That's it. Able, right? If you're able to keep that feeling going, you know, that wonderful feeling. And that's the thing. I mentioned this a little bit before. Everybody just wants to feel good and feel love, right? In those moments that you just feel great, what everyone wants to do is extend that feeling over the entire course of their life. Yeah. And things that will help you get there is the energy of love. It's gratitude. It's being thankful for the things that you have and focusing on those things. The cool thing about life too, it's like, right, we get to focus on whatever we want to focus on. So are you focusing on the bad, not so great things that are happening in your life? Or are you focusing on the love that is present to you and the things that you have in life that you can express gratitude for? Because gratitude is everywhere. It's yeah. just, right, and we're not always aware of it. And if you can just feel those things more often and give yourself those, those feelings of good energy, that's, again, that's what we want. We want to have those feelings as often as possible. And those are some of the things that I am a firm believer that will create that energy and create that feeling in you. And if you can, you know, just stay on that vibration for as long as possible, you can just feel that joy and that goodness for as long as possible in this life. And that's what I want for everybody. One last question before we wrap up, because you've already answered it a million times. I normally ask people, what are some tools for living a life of freedom? What would you like the whole world to know? Well, you've already said that like 10 times. So there's no point in asking that. Can I share one thing? Yeah, go ahead. So one of the things I'm doing on Spread Love Movement is 365 days of gratitude. Every single day, I post one thing that I am grateful for. It was something I had thought about doing and I just hadn't done it. I'm sure at the time I beat myself up a little bit, like, well, how come you even done this? Why are you procrastinating? 
I started doing it right after COVID hit. And I really do feel like that was the time that it was meant to, to be started. You know, where can we put our focus? Obviously, we can ignore, you know, the hard things that are happening, but we have a choice to put our focus into the positive and into things to be grateful for. And gratitude is one of the best energies in the universe. And it is something that when you feel gratitude and you express gratitude and you focus on things to be grateful for, it's the law of attraction. You are going to bring more things into your life to be grateful for. Your awareness will just start naturally finding things for you to be grateful for without you even trying anymore. I did it because I wanted to hopefully encourage and inspire people to do that. Luckily, a lot of people have started the gratitude challenge on their own and been focusing on their gratitude. So it's been it's been really great. Uh, but that is something that every single day, when I wake up in the morning, I put on this uh, chakra bracelet and at night I take it off. And it always reminds me, the reason why I do it is to remind me to stop and think about what I'm grateful for. So every morning when I wake up, I do that. And every night before I go to sleep, I do that. And it's literally changed my life because it's honestly rewired my brain where I'm finding gratitude in things that I never saw before, which is your practice. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend everyone focus on the things that you are grateful for. They are there. I promise you, you know, off some days where it's like, what, what could happen today? And I'm like, all right, I gotta, you know, I gotta do this. I gotta get this out. And then I'll take a moment. I'll be in just, you know, peace and silence. And on some days, I didn't think anything good happened. Literally four or five things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that happened. And that happened too. But if you don't bring your awareness to it, it almost it's almost like it didn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? So by doing that, it just brings those back more into my life and just gives me more things to be grateful for. You just reminded me of something. You know, when you were a little kid, and I'm sure this happened to you because you're I mean, your parents sound great, but if you were going back and forth to different parents every week or every few days, there must have been some stuff that one of them missed, right? Hmm. And you know that feeling when you're a little kid? I, I have, There were lots of times when I was not heard. And I don't just mean listen to. I mean, they did not hear it. Yeah. And even today, there are certain things that I will share with them and it just goes over their head, just like in a lot of relationships. But it hurts when it's your parents because you just want them to cheer for you no matter what. And my parents cheer for me a lot. But there's always been those things that slip through the cracks. I wonder if you just made me think this through because you inspire me to do a lot of things already. But I wonder if like God wants us or the universe creates for us just so that we'll notice. And how often are we so focused on the little things that aren't quote unquote working that probably aren't even meant for us because there's something so much better, but we're so stuck over here looking for, well, this didn't work. <laughs> you nope. see, you see, you know, all that negativity. Nope. And it's like, there's so much happening and you're not nope. witness to it. So guess what? God's like, oh, I sent you so many things and you didn't. Yes. I, that's so, so true. If, if in a day, 50 great things happen to you and 50 not so great things happen to you, right? but you choose, and this is your choice to focus on the 50 not so great things that happen to you. And you consistently do that day after day after day. And then you look back on your past, your past is the not so great things and negative things that have happened to you. That's the reality in the world that you're living in because that's what you are choosing to focus on. It's like the good stuff didn't even happen because your awareness and focus is solely on, on the bad stuff. You're amazing. What you have Justin is so palpable and it's so cool because you're not, I know you have your, your whole t-shirt line and everything, but I don't 
for a second think you're trying to sell me anything. You're literally holding up the magic mirror and saying, hey, look, isn't life amazing? It's like your your podcast should be called Isn't Life Amazing? But there might be one already. I don't know. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, my last question was just going to be, who are you doing this? If you could narrow it down to one person, like if there's a grandparent that you loved, somebody out there that was depressed, is there a face that pops up a lot where you're like, okay, this is why I'm doing I would say, I mean, it would be Kayla, my fiance. I mean, she's just emulates love. So when I think about love, I think a lot uh, about her. Who I'm doing this for is the oneness of this, of the universe and, and, and the earth, right? Like I know physically we're all separated, but in reality, we're actually not separate at all. We're all connected and we're all one. So I'm really doing this for the collective one, which is all of us. You know, and I've just found things that have worked and things that have brought me a lot of happiness and and a lot of feelings of love. And I just want to be able to, I see how powerful it can be and how life-changing it can be. And I just want to share that with as many people as possible because I truly love everybody. I have, I have love for everyone and <laughs> I want them, right? Of course you do. And I want them just to feel amazing all the time. And that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to share that with people. And my goal is for everybody to live a happy, loving, peaceful, beautiful, positive life. That's it. That's all you have. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that you came on. Thank you so much. And I have just loved this time with you and I can't wait to do more fun stuff with you in the world. How can people find you and your website and your Instagram? So everybody, if you just want some, you know, some good energy, brought into your life on a daily basis on Instagram or all over social media. It's spread love movement. Um, Check out the online store. Some really good apparel on there with just the mission and message of spreading love. And right now I'm in the midst of picking the next charity that I'm going to donate a portion of the proceeds to uh, spreadlovemovement.co. I have so much love for you. You're awesome. Your smile is great. Your energy is awesome. I'm just honored. And and this was an amazing conversation. And this is what I'm trying to do in life. Get this message out to more people. So thank you for giving me the ability to do that. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. So here are some beautiful takeaways from today's very loving episode with Justin Court. We're not in competition with anybody. There's nothing to overcome besides your ego and yourself. The journey really is the best part. And sometimes you get to certain spots where the view is priceless. The media can definitely make the world sound way worse than it actually is. Here's an exercise. Every day, see if you can sit just for a moment and ask yourself, what's my purpose? What makes me happiest? Let go of being right on your journey. It may not be the right thing for someone else. Lead by example. Don't put the should in front of what or how you do things. Be the light. Be the change. Stop explaining. Let people come to things in their own time, in their own way. Make a space energetically. Don't always try intellectually to get them or to help them get you. They may surprise you with something even more miraculous than you even tried to help them get. Plant seeds and allow for time to help the seeds grow. You never know what the seeds of a kind act or kind word from today may spring forth into 10 years from now. Notice your history. Take some time to notice and explore your religious or ethnic backgrounds. 
the wisdom from your great-great-grandparents may be worth at least exploring before you just say, ugh, this is so outdated. There's no gold here. Meditation can be hard sometimes, but once you intentionally work on it, address it, work on yourself, and release it, you will move towards becoming a better you. There is so much beauty in painful things. Sometimes we can just ask the pain or challenge as it's coming up, what are you here to teach me? Justin mentioned that love is at the forefront of his love with his partner. No ego, just unconditional love. There's no fights, just conversations. There's no reason to scream and fight. Everything can be figured out and discussed. If you come from a place of love, always. Success is always how you declare how you are going to react to something. We are never the victim. What we can't choose is all a blessing. It's all chaos and scary, or it's all a miracle. You have two choices. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. We have a choice to put our focus into the positive and into things to be grateful for at all times. Gratitude, when you feel it and express it and focus on it, will bring more things into your life to be grateful for. Your awareness will find more of whatever it is you're aware of. So notice where you put your awareness. Focus on those things that you're grateful for right now in the second. And Justin guarantees that more to be grateful for will come even bigger than you could have ever have planned. Perhaps the universe creates for us just so that we'll notice that it happened. And if we don't notice it, is it as though it hasn't happened? I want to wish all of us on this journey of love, and we're all on it. If we're alive and we're breathing and you're listening to this podcast, somewhere in your life, you are working on a loving relationship, whether it's with your partner, your relationship with the divine, love between friends, siblings, relationship to yourself, or really working hard to surrender to love that is on its way. We all feel that feeling of love so strongly that it could make us want to start an entire movement because of it. If you know somebody with a great story about forgiveness, failure, or freedom, please share them with us. If you learned something new or feel like something from this episode could inspire someone else, please share the episode on your Facebook page or Instagram and tag that person and tag us too. You can find all of our social medias. Drop us an note or join our newsletter at www.c1beautifulsoul.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you hear podcasts. May we all choose to look for the light in ourselves and each other in all ways, always. Always.